0: It's Friday, April 17th, 2015. Welcome to episode 24 of Insert Content Here.
1: Insert content here. Words intentionally unclear. Rap papa di
0: do do insert content here. I'm Jeff Eaton, digital strategist at Lullabot. Every few weeks, I get together with interesting people in the world of content strategy and digital publishing to talk about their work and the things they've learned. Our guest today is Steve Fisher, co-founder of the Republic of Quality. It's a boutique content strategy consultancy in Vancouver, Canada. He's also one of the organizers of the Design and Content Conference coming up in August. And uh, we're going to chat about the joys of cross-discipline collaboration and uh, also the, the joy of ro- organizing and running
1: a conference.
0: Steve, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks, Jeff. Happy to be here, and I'm I'm sorry I didn't sing along there to the theme song. <laughs> I feel like I should have. Uh,
0: it, you know, it, it's I, I've officially been told by my wife, who uh, who is usually around when I'm editing the podcast, that it is it is something not to be looped. It, it's too catchy. It's too dangerous. <laughs> so it, it's totally understandable. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while, and uh, I think even before um, Insert Content here launched, you know, I think we were chatting at a conference and talked about how a podcast about you know content strategy and you know cross disciplinary stuff could be really interesting. So it's great to finally have you here. Um, I I think I met you first in the Drupal world, um, but like your yes. background, your background goes way back in like UX and design. How do you get mixed up in all this stuff?
1: Um, well, it's interesting, and and even our I our origin story, we'll call it. Let's say that, um, that sounds
0: very Marvel. I I like it.
1: Yeah, well, for you and I, I don't know if you remember this, but it was the CMS showdown smackdown thing i can't remember what it was called specifically at south by southwest 2009 yeah and uh we were on opposing teams i was a designer on the joomla team and and ended up representing Joomla at South by Southwest, uh, mostly because no one else was going. <laughs> and and you were on the Drupal team. And uh, those were uh, good
0: times. B- those building were good time. building to a uh, minimal spec with two Photoshop files and uh, with no budget. That was, that was an yes. excellent showdown for two open source CMSs.
1: Yeah, no, it was fun. Um, but so so that's a, a little piece of the, of the puzzle for me, you know, I spent time working, um, and and I owned a a small, another small um, design agency in a different province in Canada, and um, so during that time, I was working as, I started out as a freelance designer, and it quickly became a company, and I hadn't really intended for that to happen, at least not that quickly, um, and the decade leading up to that, I'd been doing freelance design. I'd been working as essentially a communication designer, graphic designer, um, and was a member of the Graphic Design Society of Canada. So I started this freelance shop and it became a small company and very quickly realized that you know what clients were asking for and what we thought maybe they needed weren't always the same thing. Um, and often we would run into these problems where things were ill-defined or there was no content ready or we hadn't thought about their business goals a proper way or something. And so I started spending less and less time doing graphic design and more and more time thinking strategically and working with people and spending time doing research and talking to the people that would be using the websites or the software that we were working on. Uh, And so my role essentially morphed into this strategist role where I was spending more and more time thinking about the people using what we were producing. And I would say that it was within that role as creative director at this company um, that I really started to understand what it was to do user experience work. And then that led pretty quickly uh, into doing content strategy work. And it just—it just made sense that we, you know, we've been creating these fancy buckets that we shove our content into for years, um, and then <laughs> I don't. know, Maybe it should have occurred to me a lot earlier, but it occurred to me that hey, why don't we design around the content, design for the content? Why don't we create, you know, an informed design, so to speak? Uh, because I would do that as a graphic designer for a poster, for anything else. Why wasn't I doing it for a website? And so that's led me into my current role um, where i'm the as you said co-founder of republic of quality and yeah you know, we f- focus on creating great content experiences um, so yeah
0: so i'm curious the with Republi- the republic of quality is there an extradition policy <laughs>
1: uh, no not it, yet um, okay,
0: okay I, i'm just curious i whenever you know whenever i find that a friend of mine has has started an independent nation state I want to know the details, um, but yeah. I, in all seriousness, though, like you, you and your wife, um, you know,
1: co-founded the company.
0: Um, I think was it uh, about two years ago, something along those lines.
1: Yeah, well, we, I, I consider us co-founders, but um, we actually had our own independent companies for for a little while. Uh, but the Republic of Quality started two years ago, and then after Shannon. Um, was working at Data with a Soul, which is her company, um, for about a year, and I've been working on Republic of Quality um, for about a year. And we start to work on projects together. We realize, oh, we actually really like working together. This makes a lot of sense. She's a, a writer and content strategist, and um, I'm an experienced architect that's focusing on content. So it was this great fit. Um, but honestly, if someone had told us that, hey, you two are going to run a business together and you're going to spend even more time together, we probably would looked <laughs> at each other and said, no way, that will that will never happen. Not that we don't love each other, we do, but you know, healthy distance, all that.
0: Um, well, you know, a- anyone that you actually spend you know your full day in an office with, you know, it helps to not have to actually love them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but if
0: you can do it, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, well, it has worked out really well. You know, we, um, it, we're we learning a lot from each other during that. And I, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, we've sort of taken it up another notch here. We're now working from a travel trailer while touring um, the Oregon coast and down the um, into California and then back up to Vancouver right now. So it's like every moment is together.
0: <laughs> it, it's, it's living the dream of... Uh of distributed work and also living out, I think, an episode of I Love Lucy.
1: Yeah, possibly. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm, I, as I think I mentioned, you know, earlier when we were chatting, definitely appreciate you taking the time in the middle of this, uh, this cool track to uh, chat with us. Um, so in, what's it been like, um, since I know you've worked at a couple other, um, you know, somewhat larger agencies, you know, with, with teams um, that I think also did, like, implementation projects, you know, full implementation projects and stuff like that. What's, what's been different working um, in a smaller sort of focused consultative capacity, uh, you know, as UX and content strategy um, specialists?
1: Well, it's been really interesting. So, yeah, I did work for a couple companies right before the uh, Republic of Quality, um, Palantir, um in chicago and then yellow pencil out of vancouver um canada here and i really enjoyed working with those teams in fact the thing i probably missed the most or thought i would miss the most is team um because you know whether you're on site location or distributed there is this sense of oh you know we are we are doing this together we are you know making this this thing happen whatever it happens to be um but what I found very quickly was that even even in my roles at those companies, I was constantly being part of the client team, right? And I saw that as the whole project team. Like there, there was very little separation for me at that time, and that was part of my role. And so with the Republic of Quality, I've been able to give Shannon and I a little bit more freedom that way, so that we really declare ourselves as part of the team, right? And that has been fantastic you know it's just there it seems like there's even less separation when we come in as these um, experts these consultants in are specific areas and join up with a particular team whether it's a municipality that you know is doing a, a responsive refresh and they're trying to figure out their clunky content you know or it's a startup where they're just saying hey we need you to help us with a product design sprint here um, I've loved the freedom to be able to just jump in like that. Um, I was able to do that on those other, uh, with those other companies, but something was different, right? This, this has given us just a bit of a, a bit more freedom that way.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I know like, depending on the makeup of individual teams, how different projects are set up, that, um, that question of like, what side am I on? You know, who am I? You know, who do I feel like I can really invest my energy? You know, connecting with and supporting that can be very interesting when there are like silos between different disciplines or different teams on, on a project that has multiple parties involved. So it's it's definitely cool to hear that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and often we're brought in to help a company like that remove their silos, right? Mm-hmm. To say, hey, you know, how does our a great example is I've done a lot of work for a municipality called the City of Surrey, which is right next door to Vancouver in Canada, Both the same size of, of municipality too. And, you know, while working through with them on some of their, their projects, we've really heard them come back and say, wow, well, uh, this department now understands what this department does online. We really get why we should communicate to help our residents, our businesses within the city understand what it is that we do. And while that's not directly what we are hired to do, we may have been hired to you know, give them a, a UX strategy or um, you know, help them with their gap analysis or auditing their content, all sort of those great things we get our hands on, um, the outcome is most often that they understand how to work better together. Um, and a big part of that is just understanding, you know, what it is that was wrong with their content, their communication. And, and because we don't have, um, like we basically don't have a side to choose, you know, we are it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's not like we lean back and go meet with the rest of the company. Um, we just sort of fall right into, um, fall right into the embrace of our client. Um, and it's been good.
0: Well, that's, that's fantastic. Um. So let's also talk about this uh, design and content conference that um, that you've been putting together. I know this is the second year for the conference, and you've got a really cool lineup of guests, and um, the theme is actually one of the things that I find interesting. It's, it's one of the few conferences I know of that's explicitly about design and content. Um, a lot of conferences, especially with the growing popularity of content strategy these days, at least feature talks about those kinds of subjects and you know they're not they they don't ignore it but i find it interesting that you decided that you wanted that to be the the explicit focus design and content and how they go together um I, what went into that decision
1: um well it's interesting a couple things this is actually it's first year Um, so it's nice to hear though, that it seems like it's been running for a while. It's in people's minds. Um, My word.
0: I, I, I could have sworn. Well, I, you know what? I I apologize.
1: Well, we launched, we launched pretty early, um, for what most conferences do, like nine months in advance.
0: You know what? That's what I remember. I, I, I saw the, um, the call for speakers and stuff like that go out around, go out a while ago. So I'll bet that's what it was.
1: Yeah. Um, but the conference itself, uh, so when the Republic of Quality when, when that started and it was forming, uh, one of our values within that was to say that we want to help, um, help the industry move forward positively. And some of that was through education. And some of that was really to help clients understand what it is that they need to ask for. Because, you know, I think we've all seen an RFP or something like that come out or even just an email and you look and go, well, I know you need something, but I don't think you need those things, right? And, and it, it's not that they're asking for the things that they really want. It's just that, that a lot of these clients, these people that are just looking to improve their space online, don't know what to ask for. Um,
0: and, like and so the, the first about, question on the RFP may just be what they know is a thing that can be done. So we'll ask for that. yes.
1: yes. Yeah, and uh, we've probably seen RFPs too. I know I've seen some recently where they just say, you know, we want to turn on all the features in Oracle or something. It's like, well, I don't think you do, but, you know. Um, but let's talk. Yeah, but let's talk. Exactly, let's talk. And so as we're trying to figure out how to do that, we, of course, do it in our day-to-day work. Um, I'm at a lot of conferences and try to do that through the talks and workshops I do. Um But then just looking around Vancouver and Canada in particular and then other events and seeing that, yeah, there are some really great content strategy events. There are some really great design events and both of them kind of overlap and talk about different things. Um, I'm talking with my hands a lot right now. This is making me laugh. Um, But there was no event that I could find that just straight out said, hey, these two disciplines, it's really good when they work together. And, And that's what it is at the Republic of Quality. It essentially is a designer and a content strategist, right, and with Shannon and I. And so we were thinking about what it is that we do and how we work with companies and how when those teams come together and they really communicate, you really do get better and better designs, better and better content, because there's this back and forth that is happening, this natural overlap, but somehow, we decided to separate in the web industry at some point, or or didn't bring together well initially, um, and it's easy to see why we might have done that because hey, design really had to evolve as the technology did for the web. We, you know, could include images, then we could include. Tables and in different things. You know, we sort of patchworked it together. And then it's and with not the rise easy.
0: of, and then with the rise of CMS systems, they could you know do a lot of the actual content management. It became very easy for the design implementation side on the front end to start treating content as like the the soup that gets poured into the design
1: once it's done. Yes, exactly. Um, and you know, fortunately and unfortunately, sites have gotten more and more complex. Right. they're just We're able to do more online, so there just is more content, more kinds of content. Um, so we saw this as a great opportunity to bring together these two disciplines and for them to inform one another. For someone who's been working primarily in the design world um, and probably been thinking about the people they're designing for, I think any good designer does that, and then someone that maybe hasn't been thinking about how the, the end product would be but has been thinking about the content, For them to be able to really see, hey, we need to think about both um, and how great it is when they come together. Um, And so seeing this void in the conference scene for something like this specifically, we went forward with this. And it's really funny, we we brainstormed for so long on so many different names. um, And then I can't remember who it was, but someone just finally said, well, don't we advocate for plain language, things that are just clear? oh okay so the design and content conference that um that that, that almost we...
0: seems like cheating
1: yes it does <laughs> it, it it did at the time actually um i remember a couple people that we bounced off of laughed and said oh that's a silly name and but we went with it and i i'm happy that we did
0: well no that, that's that's cool and, I, it, and you managed to successfully avoid using the word synergy at any point so kudos
1: <laughs> yes yes we'll save that save that for later
0: so, um, how did how did those themes affect? Like, how did that choice of theme like affect? Um, you know, what, how you put together the program for it. Um, and this is sort of starting to ease into some questions I've got about what actually went into the the the, the planning and organization of it. We, we can talk more about that, but I'm curious how how it affected the program in particular.
1: Well, we obviously wanted to have a good balance within the program. Um, to say that if someone were to show up and they were looking to learn a particular design skill they could do that but also they would come and they would hear about content content work content strategy or how a different design designer would handle some of those things or maybe someone that does both similar to like you or i um when we work on things and so i start to reach out to different people within the industry that i had either heard of or had heard or knew that that's how they treated their work. They tried not to silo themselves in any one thing. And so we could get this diverse um, crowd of speakers, presenters for this. Also, that led us to the decision that it was going to be a single track. Because we want people to experience more than just the ideas that they think they're looking for. This is similar to how an RFP comes out. You know, we don't know the things we don't know. And so let's hear cross-discipline as we go along, and have this shared experience. Um, And so we set single track. We reached out to a handful of speakers initially just to see, you know, are are they available? And it was really interesting when we talked with each one of them about the theme and what the conference was about. They all just got excited. Um, We didn't experience a single no when we asked. Uh, Of course, there's always negotiations and things to make sure it all works out for everyone. But to a person, everyone was thrilled with this idea, Um, which was great for us. Because sometimes when you're working on, especially a first year event, and you think your idea is good, but you don't really know if it's just good for you, it was nice to get that feedback. It's sort of the um,
0: underdevelopment cool idea. You still have to release it and see how it goes.
1: Yeah, yeah. There were there were definitely some nervous moments because um, we la- we launched it fairly early, like we mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, but so we basically started working on the concept about eleven months before the event would happen. Um, now, some of the best advice we got though at the start was from Karen McGrain, and this was just amazing timing for us. Um, so. She just mentioned that Eric Westroad helped produce lots of other events, in particular Confab, was going out on his own business. And so I think we became his first client, and that was a happy decision for everyone. We were happy to pay him, because <laughs> he's very <laughs> good at what he does. But also it allowed us to have these ideas that we thought, well, this seems like a good idea, but we don't see an example of it somewhere, and to throw them to him. And for him to toss them back and say, yes, this is good, but you should think about this, this, and this.
0: Or ultimately, so, well, there's a reason that no one else does that.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think we will end up doing a couple things where we're just guessing on them. But <laughs> his experience has been valuable. And,
0: well, and he fantastic. helped
1: too, as we looked at the program and trying to create balance within it so that people could get this varied experience while sitting in a single track
0: yeah no, the the single track approach, I think, has worked really, really well for a couple of events. Um, i I think I've only been to maybe one or two like that, but the level of focus is really, really cool.
1: yeah, it's um, i've I've loved single track events. Obviously, they can go off the rails um, you know, and when you don't give people a choice, sometimes that can be frustrating to them. But we've been very, very careful with how we've curated the track and and also, spending a lot of time interacting and working with each speaker to ensure that, you know, the talk that they're giving will fit well with the overall event. You know, we're not asking everyone to create new talks or anything like that, but some people have been excited enough that that's what they want to do. Like Karen, um, she's, she hasn't given us her talk title yet because she's still working out. I know I'm pretty excited about that. Um, the, you know, she wants to do a new talk. Um, and, Again, the openness from every person involved has really helped with the putting together that program.
0: Absolutely. So as, in addition to the program itself, I've seen there's a lot of cool stuff that's been going on with the with the conference about um, you know the emails you know you've got the Twitter account uh, you've got the website um, when the when the actual conference occurs there's you know the signage and the, all the basic stuff that goes along with that. I've helped put together probably you know one or two events um, when we did the Do It With Drupal conference a while back. Uh, We're all about organize that. And uh, it, it's no small task. Um, I'm curious, what, what all has gone into that? Because that's basically like a content campaign in and of itself.
1: Yes. Um, well, my personality is the type that just kind of jump in, right? I, I, I tend to think things through, but I also like to just get going, um, and I, if I could say there's one mistake I've made, it was underestimating the work, even though I had estimated high, I thought, um, it's for a while there, it was like I had two full-time jobs, you know, the Republic of quality stuff that was already happening and then producing the content, working through the design stuff, uh, making sure the the marketing was going out, that venues were getting booked. Uh, it was, it was a lot of work and it still is. Um, but from the start. Start uh, so there, there's a team of us i should mention that there's eric who i've mentioned who's we've hired as our event producer shannon of course is involved with this doing a lot of the writing uh, myself and then there's a designer uh brian marchant in toronto and he's um he's my business partner within this too so we've, we've partnered on ux day toronto in the past and we decided that, that worked really well and we work well together so he's in on this but you know there's there's just been so much work at times that um, that it, it, it honestly it has been a little overwhelming but we knew from the start that we wanted this to happen that this was a not to be cliche but a passion project for us. Um, with, you know, looking at our budget, you know, even if things go amazingly well, no one's getting rich off of this, that's for sure. Um, that sounds like a conference. Yeah. Well, and we wanted to um, make sure that all our speakers are paid fairly, you know, that that um, if we're asking them to come and give their expertise and time, that we are treating them like a professional um, that we would hire to do so. Um, and, you know, and so that's that creates large Budget items for within there, but it was part of saying, "Hey, this is if we were talking with a client about hiring us, you know, to figure out even to figure out how to write an RFP, you know, we wouldn't do that for free. Um, we would make sure that we were taken care of as a as a company, so that we could be sustainable long term. We're no use to anyone if we can't. And a lot of these people that are coming speaking is a big role for them. It's a big part of their job." Right. um from people like Jared, who has his own company to someone uh, like Samantha Warren, who's gone independent recently. You know, we want to make sure they're all treated fairly and taken care of. but we have quickly you know delegated roles within there <laughs> to say and and the nice thing is because we all know each other, those the four core team there, um, it's been relatively easy to release things Just for me to say, okay, here's the marketing plan, here's the concepts, you know, Shan's got the content ready. Um, and, and I was able to sort of just pass that over to her and she brings it back. It's ready. And then pass stuff over to Brian and he works on some of the design work and it comes back and we give feedback, but there's not this sense of meddling in other people's roles, um, which has been fantastic. I can't imagine us being able to do it without that. Um but yeah, a lot of work. Um, we're picking up team members as we go along. They're helping out, which is nice. A lot of people just reach out to us and say, hey, what can I do? Can I help out? And again, we're trying to find ways for them to be treated fairly along the way so that they get value out of everything as well.
0: Well, what's been the most surprising, um, the most surprising task that you've had to pick up with that that you weren't anticipating?
1: Surprising task. Yeah. Um, I guess it shouldn't be surprising, but um, working with finding partners for the event. And um, so essentially sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. And um, from, again, from the start, we wanted to make sure that that was good value for everyone, that it wasn't them. And that's why we're calling them our partners in the event rather than sponsors. We don't want them to just drop some money and walk away. Like, no, well, what, what, what are you bringing to the event and what can we bring to your business, your organization, whatever it happens to be. And so initially I, you know, had a few in mind, um, some that have been great supporters of so many events we've been to like MailChimp and Media Temple, Adobe, Microsoft, you know, they, um, some of these companies have big offices in Vancouver. So it's it makes sense to them. Um, but interacting with each one and really learning about their business and what can best fit, was very interesting and surprising to me. Um, a lot of work, but this was just some really interesting work for me. Um, it's like I love doing research for projects. I love learning. And it's kind of what it felt like with each company I got involved with. Um, so I a company in Vancouver called Mobify. They're growing, I don't even think you consider them a startup anymore, but... Um, you know, they are always looking to hire new developers and looking to support the developer community and all that. And so we partnered with them on a workshop. Aaron Gustafson's workshop will be within their office so that people can come and see this great thriving company in Vancouver. Um, and, you know, they're giving us a setting to do that within. You know, from uh, MailChimp, who, of course, uh, um, you know, they're supporting the party that's happening, which is, again, a great connect for MailChimp. Um it's, it's been interesting along the way. I think the most surprising one, which hasn't been announced yet, but um, we can share this here, is the mayor's office of Vancouver. They're, they're going to get on board with this event. And so uh, who knows? Maybe the mayor of Vancouver will show up at the conference.
0: That, um, that's when you know you're official.
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. I was, I was meeting with the deputy mayor, and she was very excited, wanting to support um, a technology conference in her city. And like, honestly, I'm excited about this conference, um, but it's a drop in the bucket for a city the size of Vancouver, right? Like TED is now in Vancouver, like that would um, definitely overshadow this. And even the week that this is happening, there's two medical conferences that are just gigantic, but they saw potential in this and saying, this is really good for our community. We want to see more things like this happen. So I think that was the most surprising one was to be sitting in the mayor's office and to think, oh wow, you guys care about this. That's great.
0: So, is there any particular um, advice that you'd have for anybody who uh, who gets the the idea to say, hey, I should we should totally put together a conference on, on this topic? Well, what what words of uh, I guess wisdom or encouragement or or grave warning would you
1: have? Huh. Well, I think there's a few. First one is hire Eric Westra, <laughs> westraco.com. Um, no, honestly, do hire an event producer, someone that has experience, or partner with someone, get a volunteer, whatever works for you. Um, but that's brought a lot of sanity to our team um, and generally makes it more fun for everyone. Money well, well spent. Um, the other thing, I guess, would be you know, to have some patience with it all, too. I think it can be pretty easy to be nervous about things like ticket sales, negotiating with sponsors, partners, venues. Um, there's a lot that goes into that, and there's always room for negotiation. Right? We, It's fine to ask for what you need. Within that negotiation, though, I would encourage you know, someone that's setting up to do this to just know what you need, but also know what you're able to give, so it can be this fair exchange. Um, but Things like ticket sales are probably the most nerve-wracking thing because, you know, we launched a, a pre-release where we had set a goal of setting, selling 50 tickets in a day, um, partially because the startup capital was coming out of Republic of Quality, right? We had bills to pay, but we wanted to make sure that we could, you know, pay all our bills without Republic of Quality taking on too much of a strain there. And, and we wanted to offer people of, that were really interested a great deal from the start. Uh, But there's this moment where you launch the ticket sales, and in my head, I'm thinking, oh, they're going to sell it in like a minute. They're just going to go because there's been so much excitement, and then nothing happens. (laughs) And you you sit there and think, oh, was I wrong? And it can be pretty easy to spiral at that point to see the negative in it. But just have patience and continue to work hard. I think the last thing would be just work your butt off at it. Make sure that you're out there um, letting people know about it. Twitter is not enough. Right? Twitter, Facebook, any of these things, you need to reach out to your networks and have your networks reach out to their networks. And to spend time promoting it within um, your city or your communities, like through meetups, that's really important. Um, it doesn't matter who you are online or offline, um, your Twitter account will never promote the event enough to get people to come out. So, yeah, hire an event producer, have patience treat people fairly, and work your butt off.
0: Well, that sounds great. And um, it, so it, it, I'm assuming after we've been talking about this, people are going to want more information. Where can they go to find out more about the design content conference?
1: Uh, well, they can go to contentconf, so C-O-N-F dot com. Um, and there's all the information is is on there, um, you know, from our partners to, oh, yeah, one exciting thing, Creative Mornings Vancouver, which is one of the earliest chapters of Creative Mornings. I think it was the 10th chapter, first one in Canada. They partner with us on this. So we're bringing in a special speaker for that Creative Mornings. Um, but on that website, everything you need is there. Um, we're in the regular ticket um, sales right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure we could probably pass along a discount to this podcast. Anyone that listens to that, um, give a, out a code for you to post up there, Jeff.
0: Oh well, that would be fantastic, and I, yeah. I'm sure that all I'm sure the listeners would appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I guess one thing I should mention is the pre-release tickets did sell out in a day, so that was the first moment of. <gasps> Oh, like this—the this <laughs> sigh of relief. Like, oh, people do want to come. This is a good idea again, right? And, but
0: but the morning and early afternoon was a nail biter.
1: Well, it was just—I don't know—I don't know if you do this, um, but I tend to think I'm always going to win. Like that's where my mindset is. So if I were to buy a lottery ticket, which I I don't, but if I w- were. I would think the entire time, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. Even if I'm trying to talk myself down from it, I'm thinking I'm going to win. So it's a disappointment
0: if they read the numbers and it doesn't match.
1: It, it is a disappointment, but I see that as such a short-lived disappointment where I was excited the whole time leading up to it. Right? I was just like, oh my gosh. Um, I had a, another person I worked with that always kept his expectations low. Like, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to win. So that he wasn't disappointed. And then when he if he did win one day it would be this great surprise um so my approach works well until i have to hold on to it for a long time where i'm not <laughs> winning <laughs> um but uh no it's, it's you know just really thrilled with how things are coming together
0: well that sounds that's great and i really appreciate you taking the time to join us uh it's been a pleasure and uh, I know I'm, I'm going to be going to the conference, and I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I hope uh, some of the listeners from my Insert Content Here can be there too.
1: Great. Yeah, we're thrilled to have you out, Jeff, and we're excited for all the people listening to come as well.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, have a great afternoon, and uh, I, I will see you there. Thanks for listening to Insert Content Here. If you'd like to catch up on our archives or keep up on our new episodes, visit us at lullabot.com slash ideas slash podcasts slash insert content here. You can also visit us directly at insertcontenthere.com.